Good, good morning. My name is Masimba Marigroa. This is the Inside Podcast in Focus. Today, I have Gregory Whitaker, whom is a fellow actuary. Hi, Greg. How are you? Hi, hi Masimba. Well, thanks to you. Good, thanks. Good, thanks. How has the conference been so far? I just arrived this morning, so but uh, from what I've seen of it, it's been great. Okay, so you went at the festivities last night. Oh, well, not yes, I heard. I heard they <laughs> went on to about two in the mornings. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. But I guess maybe before we get into the podcast, maybe just to hear a little bit about you, who's Greg. I mean, I'm an actuary, so I know very well who you are, but for some of our listeners. So, um, yeah, I think most of my career has really been in the litigation environment. So I've, I've been involved in a lot of uh, matters involving, you know, I suppose the, the most well-known one was probably the life is media arbitration where I gave evidence. And then I've been involved in quite a few other high-profile cases in the courts. And then our run-of-the-mill sort of work is is... Things that, for example, like medical negligence, um, we do family law matters and or road accident fund uh, cases. So, uh, but I've also done a bit of healthcare work in the past and some pension valuation work as well. Okay, okay. So, in terms of the the, the Ford work you do, does it span across multiple industries, or do you focus within healthcare? You know, sorry, in terms of the the, the 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 work that you do, does it span across industries? Yeah, it does to an extent. I mean, it, it, it touches on short-term insurance. It touches on 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 healthcare. Um, sometimes on pensions. So yeah, I mean, it does. You know, like I, I think what I've tried to do uh, is is sort of make people a bit more aware that that we're not just a silo. Uh, it does have impact on on a lot of other other um, aspects of actuarial work as well. Yeah, and I guess maybe speaking for myself as an actuary, when I studied, the work you do wasn't in the notes. So, how did you develop that it's, sort of? Arguably, area? it still isn't. I mean, they, 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 um, many, many years ago, there used to be. Um, it will was it, in, in the American exams. They used to have a, a subject on expert witness work, per se, and that used to come under the pensions uh, fellowship. So, uh, that's kind of like fallen by the wayside. So, um, yeah, you kind of just uh, you know you fall into it or, or come across somebody who does it and then and ask questions. But it has evolved quite a lot over the last few few years in terms of you know we we formalised a. Damages and Compensation Committee. I think that's been running since about 2009. Um, I currently chair that. So, I mean, we've, we've, you know, I was one of the first people on the committee and it's it's evolved now where we, uh, you know, we have quite a significant number of members that, that are, that are uh, involved in the field and a lot of people wanting to find out more. And, you know, we have, we have you know, we've over the years we've formalized, we have a APN applicable to our field. Mm. Uh, and we also got like huge amounts of resources um, available we also um, put out a weekly newsletter, uh, which is, uh, you know, I think unique in terms of the committee. So we have a, uh, I partnered with a, a case law review um, expert, and we we put out a weekly mailer, and that um, summarizes three cases of interest to actuaries, because virtually every week there's some case that mentions an actuary in the court, and then um, after that we have a research section. So we showcase uh, research mostly applicable to our field, but we've also touched on aspects like climate change and. Uh, class actions and, and and anything that would be of uh, you know, general interest to to actuaries in the field, and then we've also got uh, a news section as well where we where we uh, collate and summarise news. So that goes out every Monday morning. Okay. okay. Um, it is on a subscription basis, but there are quite a few um, actuaries that are that are making use of it, and it's pretty big amongst the the legal fraternity as well. So we've got uh, quite a good footprint in terms of uh, you know staying current, uh, and we, we are. People who subscribe will always be up to date with the latest case law and developments in terms of what's going on in the courts uh, in the field. Okay. okay, okay, and and I guess maybe just moving to the conference. The title of your topic was "Fraud is not a victimless crime." Yes. Can you just maybe give us just a, a brief overview in terms of just the aspects you touched on in your talk? 
Yeah, so I think I just, uh, you know, I started at a very high level um, where we just look at, this, you know, South Africa's total spend on, on healthcare. So it's roughly, you know, between the private and, and public healthcare um, system is around about 500 billion a year. And then we drill down uh, one, you know, further and we say, well, between the um, private sector and the, and, and the public sector, how much is uh, is wasted or, is, or dissipated to fraud? So, uh, you know, we estimate, I mean, obviously, as you know, there's lots of different estimates about how much is fraud, waste, and abuse. I mean, there's a lot of factors that come into play. Um, but, you know, based on the estimates, roughly, say, 40 billion uh, falls out of the system. And then um, then I drill down further in terms of, like, a lot of the work that, I, that I've been involved in, um, in terms of uh, malpractice and, and, and assisting uh, the Department of Health with some of, some of the claims and so on. So, um so yeah, after after just a broad introduction, I just drill down into um, what's going uh, going on uh, at the coalface of, of of the medical legal claims, and um, yeah, whether the, you know, and, and also looking at sort of the reform that's potentially on the way in that uh, in that sphere. Okay, okay. I mean, uh, thanks for that. I mean, I mean, quite interesting. I mean, I found your 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 topic. I mean, the way you you phrased it quite quite catchy. You know, so when you say it's not a victimless crime, I mean, can you just yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, there's very, there's there's obviously a lot of different aspects of. You know, I mean, there's lots of faces in terms of. Uh, well, there's many faces of fraud, waste, and abuse, but equally so, there's many faces of victims. So, obviously, look, I mean, it's 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 a burden that everybody shares because, for for a private medical scheme member, obviously, it translates into high premiums, out of pocket expenses, uh, reduced benefits and coverage, um, and it can also mean for for people on the margin who are wanting to get it, uh, you know, take private insurance or pri- private healthcare. I mean, the increased expense could mean the difference between taking it or not. And then on the on the flip side, I mean, I, I tried not to look at it just in isolation in terms of just the private sector because I think it's important to note that I mean, whatever happens in the in the, in the public sector as well has a knock on, important knock on effect for the private sector, especially in the in the medical legal sphere because um, you know because we, we we have a common law system. If there's a if there's a judgment that goes a particular way, that would have an impact on ultimately private sector um, medical insurance rates for, for doctors, which obviously then get passed on to, to the scheme ultimately. So I think the um, the other thing that I pointed out, I mean, there, there, there seems to be, um, you know, what's the expo- exploitation of plaintiffs in medical legal, medical legal matters? So you, you'll find a matter might go through the courts for, 20 days or 30 days and uh, most of the, the lump sum that was destined to take care of this person for the rest of their life dissipates into uh, legal expenses and and, and, uh, and expert expenses and so on. So I think there's a, you know, there's a fine line between uh, giving a person access to the courts and, and access to justice, but then on the flip side, you know, how much do they actually benefit at the end of the day? And I think we highlight a lot of um, problems in the system and, 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 and also suggest some solutions in terms of you know, where, where can we, you know, you know, there's no monitor, for example, there's no monitoring of, of an award once a matter is settled, uh, the money gets paid, in, allegedly gets paid into a trust. And uh, once that happens, uh, there's, there's really no um, checks and balances in terms of, uh, you know, what was, what was actually claimed, is it actually, you know, is the money actually spent on what was claimed? Uh, how much is actually in those uh, trusts uh, once the attorney has taken their fees and so on? So there's a big missing link which is actually something I highlighted in a paper in the last year's journal as well. Okay. I mean, you touched on a few things, but I guess maybe just to finish your thoughts just on the cost of medical legal claims on the system. I mean, I guess maybe just for, for our viewers, just to give them 
a sense of just how big is that impact on us? I mean, you talk yeah. about the 500, 500 billion, yeah. then let's call it 40 million is for this Broadway for yeah. business. Yeah, out of that 40 million, so they, then we would say, well, how much goes to medical legal claims? Um, what we do know from the public sector is they're paying about 2 billion rand in claims a year, uh, but there's a big backlog. So that, mon- that, that, that number is potentially misleading. And there was also recently a big, really big court case surrounding uh, whether they uh, could pay the, 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 amount, the claims that had already been settled out in installments or not, and they were ruled against. So they might have to make a, a fairly substantial payment uh, in the coming year or so. So that might bring that figure up substantially. So, you, you know, off the top of my head, I would say, Possibly ten uh, percent of of the of the forty billion is is gets wasted on, on medical legal medical negligence claims. So you're looking at a it's it's almost like ten percent of ten percent. So you're like five hundred million, uh, sorry five hundred billion uh, rand medical scheme industry at a high end, maybe forty to fifty billion in fraud waste and. Uh, fraud waste abuse and then a subset of that which is this is, is probably about another 10% or so. Okay, okay. So, I mean, it's a big number. It's a big number, yeah. Look, I mean, it's, it's un, it, undoubtedly it's billions so it's not a, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's not insignificant. Absolutely. Okay, okay. And in terms of, I guess, maybe indirect impacts on the system because I guess the monetary one is one, you know, we can quantify that. I mean, what are some of the other indirect impacts that these claims have on the system? Both private and public. So, yeah, look, I think the the, the one is, uh, you know, the, the glaring one is, I mean, we, if, you, if you look at a, we, we did a claims analysis of one of the pr- uh, provinces that have paid out about three and a half billion rands worth of claims. And if you look at, um, the you know, the quantums involved, we, 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 we drilled down a bit in the data and basically 124 of, uh, claims that were settled accounted for about 2.4 billion rands worth of expenditure. So, that money is uh, 2.4 billion rand has effectively been spent on only 124 people. Uh, how much does that lift, uh, leave the rest of the province? As you, as, as you well know, I mean, it's done quite a lot of work on, on um, you know, the, the, the uninsured population or estimates of, of the insured and uninsured in the various provinces. The Eastern Cape is the most uninsured uh, province of, out of all of the provinces. And I mean, you're sitting with uh, millions of people who rely on the public health care system with a limited budget, and now you're taking 2.4 billion out of that limited budget, only in respect of a, a handful of people. Um, so that, so, so, so one of the real um, things that need to be tackled is whether that's constitutional or not. So whether whether the constitution should be allowing uh, large lump sum benefits to a select few people uh, at the expense of of the broader populace. Okay. Okay. All right. I I guess I guess you know now just sort of moving a little bit away from that is that the the theme of the conference is focusing on the patient you know how does food waste and abuse and medical how, how does how does that impact the patient yeah so so i mean it's it, it, when we talk about patient i mean you, you know everyone will probably think of well is it you know, they generally think of just the private sector but i mean for the vast majority of south africans the reality is they're covered by the public health care system so you know, 50 million people are basically reliant on the on the public health care, and maybe you know we've got about nine million people that well, it's pretty static at nine million medical scheme membership uh, in the country. So, um, obviously, at, at at the private sector level, the the impact is, as I mentioned, um, you know, increases in the in the in the you know they feel it in their pocket effectively. Um, but also, I mean, t- you know, the, the 
the general population of the, you know, well, well our taxpayers, every time there's a medical malpractice matter, I mean, it arguably increases your taxes. Yeah. And so, I mean, we, we all, we all feel it. It's just, uh, and then look, you, you know, the, the fact of the matter is you're never going to eradicate it. Um, there, there, there's, there's a lot of things that we, we discuss in terms of, you know, and, and the South African Rural Reform Commission has done a huge amount of work and they've put out a few um, discussion papers and they're busy finalizing a report in terms of reform in that, in this particular uh, industry and, and, and um, you know, they're looking to, towards regulating certain aspects. And also, um, there's a huge amount of legal costs that are wasted uh, throughout the system. So they, they're trying to address that via various mechanisms such as uh, mediating cases and so on. And in terms of just, I mean, the work you've been doing, I mean, you do quite a bit of work in this, in, in this area, is, you know, how much work is happening? Are we doing enough work? Are we not doing enough work? So I think um, I, I wrote a, a research paper for the Actual Society of South Africa in 2021 on, on medical malpractice in the public sector. And on the back of that, um, as far as I know, uh, the, the, the US is going to be releasing another four um, research papers uh, I think in, in July, um, and next, next month's public interest uh, conference, though, the, um, those papers will be discussed as well. So, and they have built on the work that I've done. So, we, there's definitely been, um, especially through through Lusani, uh, Lusani Ulad, the public interest actually, there has been, he has built on the work that I've done, and, and, and there have been, uh, you know, expressions of interest sent out, and, and some members have taken up the, the task to, to take some of the initial work that I've done further. So, uh, we have drilled down on certain aspects um, which would be of interest to the to the South African um, Law Reform Commission. Um, and uh, as, as far as I know, I think they have been invited and hopefully will attend uh, next month's uh, public interest seminar. So it's certainly uh, evolving. It's a complex problem, but uh, we, we, you know, ESSA has thrown um, some resources behind uh, researching uh, the, the aspects that need to need, need to be tackled. Okay, okay. That's good. Because I guess maybe as a profession, you know, following on from the Section 59, it did slow down the pace a little bit, but I guess as the profession takes it seriously, you know, maybe in the future there'll be more guidance notes. You know, it will make its way into the syllabus. I think we should help everyone. Yeah, no, I think we should. We should adopt the, you know, you know, take bite sizes uh, at a, at a time, just to, to, you know, you can't go and solve the problem from the top down. So, if we if, if we can identify uh, certain um, areas where where there's glaring holes, and and what that that is what we have done, I think. Uh, then one can address those and then, and then build on that. So we just need small, small sort of public interest victories as you go along. Okay, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, thank, thanks for taking the time. It's been it's been a brief chat, but it's been quite informing and quite edifying. And thanks for all the good work that you do. I know you're sort of charting the way for the profession uh, and and I guess the industry. And thanks for taking the time to chat. Pleasure. Thanks very much for chatting.